All right, so welcome to Talking Titans with TD. This is a podcast that we're going to bring out in which is going to take you guys, the fans, kind of behind the scenes to get a story of what goes on within plays. So every week we're going to look at one play on offense. We're going to look at one play on defense. Go into the locker room, break it down with a defensive player, break it down with an offensive player. What better way to start than after the Cowboys fell victim to the Titans on Monday Night Football? And you know the big play. You know the play that really made things happen, that turned things around, and that was the interception by Kevin Byard. It was the second red zone visit for the Cowboys. This score could have gotten out of hand quickly on the road for the, the Titans, but Kevin Byard came through with a really, really big-time play, a little toe-drag swag at the end, too, to keep his feet in bounds. I tell you, it was an outstanding play. So we're going to get ready to go to Kevin Byard and talk about this play. But I, I will just say this. It was a key play, and it, it's one that, that really put everything that Kevin Byard brings to the table in perspective. This is one of the, the smartest safeties in football. His football IQ is, is off the charts. And one of the things that, that happens when you have a guy like this and you marry it with a defensive coordinator like Dean Pease, who has such outstanding tip sheets, you're going to hear Byer kind of get into one of the things that allowed him to really shoot uh, that area that he needed to go to, to make that interception. And just a, a side note, Dean Pease every week, he puts small tidbits in his tip sheets that he gives the players is usually in an area where a player has the same assignment as he did the previous week. And it's an area where he would think a player, you know, that's just skimming through the tip sheet wouldn't see it. In that sheet, it says, if you find this, bring it to me and I'll give you $100. And I talked to Dean Pease on Thursday about that. And he said that he's, he's starting to pay up a lot. But, uh, you know, so let's go ahead and get into Kevin Byard. And we'll kind of, you can hear how we kind of go behind the scenes. And then after that, I'll get another perspective uh, of, of my own as far as what happened on the play. So right now, you got the motion, right? right. So at, at this point, like, what, what are you reading when you see that motion come? So first and foremost, it's kind of, like you said, it's always, it's always about formation recognition. Right. So what I'm kind of looking at from the jump, I see two receivers to the side. So, I'm, of course, I'm always I'm always thinking passing, so I'm always going to lean to the passenger. But at the same time, it's dot bagging off formation so they can still run the ball. So I also got to run. I got to run and pass responsibilities. So once I've seen him motioning in, I kind of immediately kind of see it was high hat play action and I peeked to the receivers and I seen 19 just dashing across the field right. and I'm thinking like we have nobody over there Logan might get outran by this play so I'm just going to take off but actually once I actually got over there Logan made a great play by kind of going underneath and swiping underneath and was able to kind of like work through the zone you see he kind of did that little move right there he was able to get, kind of sandwich them a little bit and that just ended up throwing it up man so I was able to kind of make a play on the ball so it was cool and then at this point they were running the ball pretty well. So yeah. it was like established that Zeke was he was For sure. Exactly. So how do you kind of balance because you had that play action. I know it's trying to give that max protection, move this right. uh, the corners or the linebackers up. Sure. But how are you balancing that, you know, as far as not biting on that play action? Right. You really just scream right to that. that no, nah, you're right. And it mainly is because like most teams don't usually put their number one receiver and motion them all the way inside to go block somebody on a on a run play. I'm not saying he's not a good blocker. That's mm -hmm. what most teams don't do. So once I kind of seen that motion, I kind of start Sensing, hey, thumbs up. So once I kind of got that hi hat from '71, we also had like a little key where we were kind of reading his stance a little bit. When he's when he's in his stance like that, it's like like 90 something percent pass. When he have his hands in the dirt, 
is more run. So we kind of got a little tip. So like I said, once I seen those high hats, I seen his pass. I just looked at the passing strength, seeing that guy just took off, took off, ran with. I, I kind of figured he was gonna be the number one target. He was the guy motioning. So that's what most teams just do. They number one guys motion, they gonna give him the ball. Plus they just gave up a first round pick for him. So you exactly. Know I mean, we already knew in the game it was gonna give him the ball early and often. And that's kind of what they did. So not on that one though. Now, as far as uh, was it? I think I was a Dory on the backside. That's just, just trusting him that he could just because there's a lot of no, no. opportunity. I mean, look, and, and at the that. same time, at the end of the day, if Dak would have held the ball and went to and went to his man, then maybe my coach would have been like, hey, maybe you should have stayed off of that and came back on the other post. But at the end of the day, I think it was just a split decision, and I felt like I honestly just my instincts kind of just took over that play. To be honest, gotcha. So you mentioned that that part about uh, the stance. Yeah, by, by seventy-one. Coach, coach P's, was that in his? Uh, yeah, no, nah, that's, that's something we talked about earlier in the week. Like, it's something that they kind of brought it up. And it's not something they want to overload us with. But he said, if you can see it, this guy's stance is like, and when he stands like this, it's like 97 percent pass. When he have his hands in the dirt, it's more often than not, it's gonna be a run. So, and so like he says, on the goal line, he's the only guy standing like that. So, so you knew. And then just to top it off, a little toe drag, toe drag. Yeah, I, I had to make sure I got my feet in there. I had to put the ball up, let the refs know. So you got some insight from, as I said before, one of the smartest safeties in the NFL. And one of the things that I like that he talked about was just the, the pre-snap recognition, right? So he sees that, you know, there's a, a tight end on the left side and they're in basically cover one. And he's, he's the free safety. You know, he's the guy that's back deep. He's the, the insurance guy. Now, when they motion, you see that, that the motion by the Cowboys is to kind of help Dak Prescott figure out what defense they're in, right? So you see the motion, the motion happens. Amari Cooper, he lines up on the outside and, and he uh, moves to kind of like a stack position. And this is something that in, in man defense, when you have that stack like that, basically what happens is that you have the rub routes. You know, within a yard from, from the line of scrimmage, the guys try to get the defenders tangled up. But fortunately for the Titans, in this case, you had Logan Ryan playing off. And notice how Kevin Byard, he said that one of the things that was really good was the way Logan Ryan was able to shoot with the defender, or excuse me, with the receiver. So that's an outstanding thing. And he undercut that route. And that's really what allowed Byard to kind of roam over top and, and capture the, the errant throw by Prescott. But another thing that, that really stood out is how the Cowboys had this set up. Now, remember, they were really programming the run pretty well at that point. Ezekiel Elliott was eaten. You know, he was very effective on the ground. So the play action is going to get the guys to, to kind of bite on that, like get the linebackers to step up, thus clearing out a lane for Amari Cooper to kind of drift a, a, across the, the formation like he did on that in-breaking route. And then on the, on the other hand, that gives them max protection. So you have seven blockers going against six guys rushing, and that will allow uh, the route to, to get a little more time to, to develop because when you have that crossing route like that, the whole objective is to clear the formation because also what happens on that left side is the tight end, he kind of stays at home, and that kind of that keeps Kenny Vaccaro, who's the safety on the other side, he's dropped down in the box. That keeps him at the line of scrimmage, and when the tight end doesn't release to a route, Kenny Vaccaro shoots and, and he tries to get pressure on uh, Dak Prescott. But then at the same time, you have the running back, the fullback releasing, and that kind of ties up Wesley Woodyard. And it, it's just the play is, is outstanding. If you can watch it in slow motion, it's, it's a great play. And then on top of that, you have uh, Dory Jackson, you know, going against, I think it was Alan Hearns. 
And, you know, that's one-on-one out there. It takes a lot of trust, you know, to, to trust your guy one-on-one, to be able to lock it down on the backside. And that's what happens. So that's a really good play by the, uh, the Titans defense. Dean Pease did an awesome job of, of keeping these guys disciplined and, you know, reading their keys. And that tip sheet, again, that, that's something that, that allowed Bayer to play pass because he knew they weren't going to run just because of watching 71s, uh, how he was in his stance. So that's a, a really good job. And that's just an example of some of the things that go on behind the scenes on this preparation side of things. You know, a lot of people see these games on Sunday and think this stuff just happens on accident. No, it's a series of things that, that people look at in order to get a, a good indicator of what's going to happen. So the next play that we want to talk about is going to be on offense. And this play really stood out to me just because when you look at Darius Jennings, earlier in the year, it was the Eagles game. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> he had an opportunity to make the play of his career and the ball hit him in a bad spot right between the one and the five. And, and it bounced down to the ground. And, and, you know, that was an opportunity. But fortunately for him, and this is one of the things that's so great about football, a lot of people talk about the game with concussions and this, that, and the third. But oftentimes, after humbling you, it gives you a chance to come back and redeem yourself. And that's what happened in this game. You know, obviously, it's weeks later. But when you look at this play, this was a third and, and ten. And by the way, the Titans were, I think it was 79% on third downs. And when you're able to convert on 79% of your third downs, you're going to put together drives, and that's complementary football, offense and defense playing together. So third and 10 was at the 46-yard line, and this, this throw is just an example of how Marcus Mariota is progressing as far as the timing with the receivers. So let's, let's go into this one from uh, Darius Jennings. It, it's short but sweet, but uh, check it out. You got Ferks are coming in motion, so it looks like you guys are trying to get the defense to declare what you know what coverage they're in. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So at this point right here, once the once the ball is snapped, you see the safety come screaming out. So it's like they're giving you a cover two look, correct? Yeah. Now, at what point do you kind of realize like it's going to be a race between you and Sean Lee because in that Tampa two coverage? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, um, I mean, they uh, did a good job holding it to the snap, but um, you know, as as the play kind of progressed, you know, I kind of saw, I kind of saw Lee uh, coming out towards me, just knowing in Tampa 2 he has the middle field play uh, hole right there. So just, you know, um, they really just try to make it a foot race. You know, Marcus threw a great ball in between three, three guys right there. This was one of those plays where it seemed like Marcus was really throwing it to a spot. What's it say about the confidence he has in you to throw it to that spot, knowing that you're going to get there? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, some we worked. You know, um, you know, we uh, run time all the time. You know, just uh, being in the right spot, right time. You know, you know, just for the quarterbacks and and, and for ourselves. You know, I'm um, here. Uh, put up a great ball. You know, he uh, put it right between all three. You know, it was uh, just my job to catch it. And that's one of those real tight spots. You got three guys closing in on yeah, you. What yeah. Are you. What are you thinking when that ball is coming your way? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I really couldn't locate them all at the same time. You know, I uh, saw Sean Lee, and I knew there was gonna be somebody on my back, but I really couldn't see the guy who was coming to hit me. So you know, um. Um, really just trying to focus on the ball, you know, um, just, and just know that you might take a shot. So I'm just kind of brace for impact as well. It's one of those things where you know you're going to get hit, so you might as well catch it. Exactly, anyway. exactly. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. I yeah, appreciate, appreciate you. So as I went over with Jennings, 
the Cowboys give an interesting look on, on defense because, you know, initially, and it's very similar to the play as far as trying to get the, the defense to declare what they're doing. It's very similar to what we talked about with Byers' interception, right? So you have Anthony Ferkser lining up outside over top of the numbers, and he goes in motion, and you have him uh, motioning inside. So he's number one. Uh, on the, or excuse me, number three on the inside now. He originates as number one. He motions into number three, and now you have what we call a tight ends trip formation on the right side. And Darius Jennings is the man on the line of scrimmage. Now, once they put Ferkser in motion, you could tell that it's zone. And the key thing for a quarterback on this one is when you see the, the, the cornerback on the outside, you know, over there by the numbers, when you see him with his – his uh, uh, numbers, like he, he's looking inside and basically it's very obvious that they're in some type of cover two look, whereas he's going to have either that deep half or that deep quarter or possibly have the flat, which is what happens on this play. So when, when the ball is snapped, you see Sean Lee. And this is something if you guys, for you guys that have watched the game for, for a bit and remember the, the 2001, 2002, you know, those old buck teams with, with, uh, Warren Sapp and, and, and Derek Brooks, the Tampa 2 defense, you know, founded by the great Tony Dungy. This is something that, that you would see he used to do. And this is why you have to have one of those guys that's like a deer at linebacker, right? Because Sean Lee, just like Derek Brooks, these guys have to cover that deep middle of the field because that's really the soft spot in that Tampa 2 zone because you got the safeties going out, uh, covering each covering deep halves. So the middle of the field, anytime you have cover two, Middle of the field is where you want to attack. You want to split the safeties. So in this case, Sean Lee's lined up at the line of scrimmage, but what ends up happening is he has to get to that deep middle of the field. Now, film study is going to tell you that, you know, that's what happens in this situation. And as Jennings mentioned, they kind of knew that was going on. So what happens? It becomes a foot race between Sean Lee and Darius Jennings. Now, Sean Lee gets a bit of a head start, but Jennings, his job is just to bust it off the line of scrimmage and get to that, you know, 10 to 15-yard honey spot before Sean, Sean Lee is able to do. And that's, that's what he did. And, you know, you really got to credit Mariota for trusting Darius Jennings to not only get to the spot but to make the catch because, listen, he threw that in the middle of three defenders. You had Sean Lee at the bottom, and you had the two safeties on each side. And, you know, you really have to credit Darius Jennings, too, just for that release he gets. And you see him just kind of running up the seam. And that honey spot is, is right there. And, and I tell you, what, man, Mariota couldn't have handed the ball to him in a better situation, let alone throw it like that. And it, it's, a, it's a great throw. He delivers it down the field. You know, and this is the thing that he does. He sees it, he believes it, and he lets it rip. And that's something that we talked about in the article that, that I had on Monday Night Football, you know, about this game and about Mariota, you know, improving as a quarterback. A former NFL quarterback and ESPN analyst, Dan Olaski told me about this, you know. And it's something that even I talked to Mike Vrabel about during training camp, was seeing it and letting it rip. And that's what he did, and he threw it into a perfect spot Darius Jennings went up and made the catch, and that's what, what happens. And, you know, this is a, a good job of recognition as well as far as what the defense is doing because they didn't get into that cover two look until the ball was snapped. So the ball snapped now right on, on, uh, um, right on go time, you know. Darius Jennings had to know, okay, I have to convert my route and bend it this way so that I'm splitting those safeties, and I also have to beat Sean Lee. So, man, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes as far as these plays. And for 
Jennings to make this catch, you know, it's it's basically, you know, like like uh, the, the the old Bob Marley song, you know, redemption song. And it was a chance for him to redeem himself. And he made that play. And, and like my favorite player of all time, Andre Reed, he used to always make these type of catches. And he would say, I'm going to get hit anyway, so I might as well catch it. So that's a taste of what we're going to do. And like I say, each week, this is what you get. You're not going to get anything like this anywhere where you have this type of play breakdown. I take you in the locker room, you know. You want to go behind those doors and, and see what the players are thinking? Well, here's your opportunity to do that. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Definitely be sure to follow me on Twitter, at tdavenport underscore NFL. Go to ESPN.com if you haven't. Go ahead and, and, and click that NFL page and then click Titans. And that's, that's where you get all the work. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be back each and every week. And this is what you get.